Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Tonight we have Pastor John and Ceci in South Dallas, and Pastor Jesse and Julie in Bowie, and we have uh, Pastor Brian and Joy in Garland, Pastor Nestor and Miss Priscilla in Fort Worth. And they're out there preaching today because they had an opportunity to be raised up in this church and be discipled. And so tonight we're going to do a Disciples in the Making. Amen. And hear the word from some from new, new people that have never preached before in our church. So we, they need your amens. They need your help. They need your support. It's nerve-wracking to get up here and preach. Amen. I was talking to Pastor Paul today and telling him what we were doing tonight, and he said that he had the first time he ever preached in the home church was his, his farewell service to go out and preach. So I said, you guys, these guys preaching tonight have a much greater advantage. Amen. So we're going to get to that in just a second, but I want to ask you to uh, be praying for the family of Jennifer. How many remember about a month ago? Five weeks ago, uh, Jennifer came into our church for the first time through her mother uh, that was someone that knew Julie Lemon, uh, uh, Julie Gray, and uh, she came for healing, and um, we, she had stage four cancer. They'd given her a month to live, and so I found out yesterday that she went to be with the Lord. So she lost her battle, but that's the greatest healing. Amen. And uh, we don't understand. I, that mom had faith. We had faith. We believed. But God is sovereign. And the one thing I can thank God for is that she had a chance to come into this church and hear the gospel. And the day that she came, that we prayed for her, she walked down these aisles and she gave her life to Jesus. And because of that, she's in heaven today. Amen. What a miracle of grace. That's a miracle. Amen. And so... I don't, I don't know a lot about her. I'm going to learn in the next few days. I'm going to be doing the funeral on Sunday if any, or Saturday. If anybody wants to attend or can or wants to more information, just let me know. Uh, it's Saturday at 1 o'clock at some church in Louisville. Um, but I'm going to be doing the funeral and believing God to touch some other hearts and get some people saved. And just lift up the mom. She's having a really hard time, as you can imagine, the brothers. And so um, God is going to use it for his glory. Amen. So tonight, get your, get your hearts open. Let's pray for these men so that they don't have to pray when they get up here. They can just get into the word. Father, we ask you to anoint your word tonight. We ask you to anoint these men that have studied and prayed and, and are going to get up here and ask, Lord, that you'd speak through them as oracles of God, as messengers. And, Lord, I ask that you'd speak to me tonight. I'm here to receive and to learn. Lord, and I ask you to challenge me, to grow me, to teach me something tonight. Lord, we humble ourselves to hear your word tonight, and we pray that, that they would be able to get across from their hearts and their spirits out of their mouth into our ears tonight. And we bind every demonic force of the enemy that would come against them, and we loose the anointing of God and the proclaimed word of the gospel in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to do it in this order, Braden, and then Adrian, and then Peter. Let's give them a big hand as they give the word tonight. Amen. Amen. How many know that God is in control? Turn to your neighbor and let him know that God is in control. I want to preach a message tonight on God's control in our life. Amen. Uh, my, the title of my message is going to be, Who Has the Control in Your Life? 
If you have your notebooks, write that down. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever felt like you've been cornered in a situation, maybe financially, physically, or mentally? I want to let you know that God is aware of your seemingly impossible situation. Amen? Now, notice I said seemingly. Because a lot of times as humans, uh, it's seemingly impossible, you know. Us humans can't comprehend it, but it's, it's impossible to us. And, and I like to say seemingly because it is that way. If you go to Matthew 19, 26, if you got your Bibles, I hope you do. Uh, 19, 26, Matthew 19, 26 says, Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is, impo- is possible. Amen. How many know that with God, everything is possible? Amen. Amen. See, like I said before, your, your situation may seem impossible right now. But how many know that with God, all things are possible. And when you give that thing to God, he's going to take care of you. Amen. He's going he's gonna to get you out of that corner that you feel like you've been in. Or he's going to get you out of that certain situation and turn it possible. You know, there's a question that a lot of us ask whenever we are praying to God about our impossible situation. And that question is, God, what am I going to do? You know, I, I, th- I thought about this. It's pretty crazy. We always go straight to, God, what am I going to do? But you see, we're asking the wrong question. It's, we should be asking God, what are you going to do? You know, what, what is it that you're going to do in my life? What, how are you going to get me out of this situation? What is it that you can do for me that can get me out of this impossible situation? Amen. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. See, he always has a perfect plan for our seemingly impossible situation. Amen? He always has that perfect plan. Now, we make it harder than it is when we measure God's ability by our ability. We say, you know what, God? You know, I feel like you're going to, you know, we, feel, we sometimes feel like we're going to do it. But God has to do it. Amen? We can't, we can't sit here and think that we have all the power because we don't. Too many times we're trying to figure it out on our own, and we're trying to get through it on our own. You know, we try to get our calculators out and calculate it, or we try to, we try to do it on our own, you know? But we got to give it to God so that he can take complete control. Now... Having faith, you know, Pastor Blake just preached a whole series on having faith. Faith over feelings, right? And one thing I got out of that was having faith does not mean we have to understand. You know, having faith is not the understanding of of things. It's it's more of, you you know, we're not required to understand. We are required to believe. It's it's the believing part, amen? So... So when you're in that seemingly impossible situation, think of that. Don't try to understand it. Just have faith. Just believe that God's going to do it. Amen? 
Amen. If you'd go with me to Matthew 14, 27 through 29. Say amen when you're there. It says, but Jesus spoke to them at once. It's all right, he said. I am here. Don't be afraid. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you by walking on water. See, that is the part right there in verse 28 where it says, where Peter called on Jesus. You know, sometimes we got to ask. You know, it's not, it's not going to come easy. We got to ask. We have to call upon the name of the Lord. Amen. So 29 says, all right, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. So we have to ask, right? In these verses, it, it took one man to ask. It took Peter, the one, it took one man out of that whole boat to ask. And for God to do the impossible, he had to ask. You know, we have to ask in this place. What seemingly, what seemingly impossible thing do you want God to do in your life? And, and as you think of that thing, you call upon the name of the Lord and you ask, right? Here are two things that will help are impossible. Possible. Amen? Here are two things. Number one, you have to ask. Like I said before. That's number one. Write that down in your, in your notebook. See, it's important that we know that it's not, it's not us that does the impossible, but it's God through us that does the impossible. Amen? Amen. You, your ask is powerful, you know? Don't let, your, don't let the devil lie to you and tell you that your ask isn't going to be good enough for God to do that impossible thing in your life. Amen? See, the storm does not control the power of God. It's the power of God that controls the storm. In that, in that story, Peter, he, you know, they, they were going through a storm at that time, and an actual storm, and they called upon the name of the Lord. So when God came, that's when that storm started to die down, and impossible things became possible. Amen? See, we have to let go and let God. If, if you want to write that down, that is such a powerful statement. You know, you got to let go of the control that you may think that you have and give it to God so that he can take full control and take you to great places. Amen? Proverbs 21.1 says, The king's heart is like a stream of water directed by the Lord. He turns it whenever he pleases. So let God guide your heart. Don't, don't, God, don't, you know, they always say, follow your heart. Follow, follow your heart, right? But that's saying, let yourself guide your heart. But you know what? We need to let God guide our hearts. So whenever we give that control to God, he, he can take us great places. He can take us to, to do great things. Amen? When we fully surrender to God and give him all of the control, he can, we can, he can take it and he can do great things in our lives. Amen? Number two is we have to step out of the boat like Peter did. 
you have to step out of the boat. If you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. Amen? Amen. Peter, he never stepped out on the water. He ne- he, he's never walked on water. But in that moment, he did the impossible. If we can take risks in this world, we can take risks for God. Amen? You know, I remember of a time where I, a couple years back, I had a major crash. And that was the time of my life where I, I had control over my life. You know, I was, I was at a point where I wasn't reading my word. I wasn't letting God guide me. I wasn't staying in prayer with God. You know, I was trying to do things on my own. I was trying to do things to my standards. And God had to, God had to pull me through a tough situation. He had to put me through a tough situation for me to understand that I need to give him full control. Amen? And that was, I flipped my truck three times, and I I almost lost my life. He had to show me that my life is valuable and that I need to give him full control. Amen? Amen. I want to ask again, who has the control in your life? Is it you? Are you the one that, that has the control in your life? Or is it God? Does God have your full attention? Does God have your full control, the full control over your mind, body, and soul? Amen? See, I like to look at it like a remote to control electronics, a remote for your TV, a remote remote for something that, you know, that remote controls that electronic. That remote controls it, right? And I like to look at that and and make it kind of, put it in God's, in, in a godly perspective, and, you know, I like to think, you know, sometimes we can put God on mute, amen? Sometimes we put God on mute, and we say, nah, I'm not going to listen to you, God. You're not, you know, I'm not going to listen to you. I want to do things my way, right? But I come to remind you, don't, don't put God on mute, amen? You know, we try we try to put God on mute and try to do things for ourselves, and then we end up, we end up in, in the, in, you know, down. We end up tripping and falling spiritually, amen? Are you letting God pause and play you when he needs to? Or are you, are you playing, are you pushing play when you need to push play, when you feel like you need to be played? Or are you being paused when you feel like you need to be paused? Amen? Now, I want to talk, I want to say one more thing, uh, or ask one more question. Does God have the remote in your life? Does he have the remote control over your life? Is he the one guiding you? Is he the one protect, is he the one, are you under his divine protection? You know, I want to remind you, don't put God on, on mute. Let him take complete control of your life and watch where great places he will take you. And great things he will do in your life. Amen? Amen. Just give God all the control. And that's all I can say to you right now is, right now God is in full control of me. And you know what? I expect him to continue to guide me and continue to do great things in my life. So give God all the glory and all the control. Amen?
glory. You know, this This is, uh, I, first I want to thank God, my uh, pastor, and uh, just all you, my brothers and sisters, smiling faces. Um, God is so good. This this is really a, a tremendous uh, 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 opportunity, actually tremendous uh, event for me because uh, I want to talk about uh, disciples in the making, and, uh, and but my my subject is was was dead and alive again, and uh, I want to give my uh, personal testimony. Uh, and uh, I, I, when I was uh, 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 sixteen years old, I had a tremendous uh, event happen. I got stabbed and, and could have died, and. Uh, and I remember in, in the hospital, I, I, I prayed and I said, God, you know, if, and I was thinking about football. I could have died. I said, well, God, if you, you know, allow me to uh, continue to play football, you know, I'll serve you. And, um, and I, you know, I had my grandmother and probably I don't know who else was praying for me. But, it's, but uh, during that time, it just seemed like God was just really, you know, trying to get me to, to get right with him. And, of course, he blessed me. I had a uh, complete recovery and was able to play football, but of course, I you know forgot about God and and uh, and so um, when when I uh, graduated uh, from high school and I, and I really was telling God you know hey I just you know these young people I just uh, you know uh, you know I just can't do it while I'm in high school you know just you know and so God he kind of left me alone a little bit. And uh, and when I graduated, it's, it was like a tremendous uh, burden on me. I was at the home at my house one day. I was 17 years old, and uh, and his the spirit of God just came on me so strong and started dealing with me about getting right with him, and and I got saved and and uh, and it's it's been tremendous ever since then. But it's been it's been a you know a lot of uh, ups and downs, because even though I, I I got saved, I got right with God. I didn't have much teaching. You know, I, I, I went on and, and I, I really started reading the Bible and praying a lot uh, during that time. And, uh, and I, uh, I really was doing good for God. But it came a point in time where uh, I want, I, my scripture that I want to talk about uh, real quick is, is in uh, Luke 15. And we're going to verses 11 through 32 is very popular scripture. And, uh, and it's just talking about the prodigal son. And, I, you know, before God started dealing with it, I didn't really look at myself like that. But, but it, I began to get into relationships because I didn't know much about that. And, uh, and marrying and divorcing and just went, went through a lot of problems because of just not knowing ignorance. And, uh, and so it, it came a point in time where it just uh, after a a failed third marriage, uh, I found myself uh, pretty broken, and uh, and I said, God, you know, you, I was kind of like the, the 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 young son that's the, that was in a pig pen, and I, I finally got to the point where I said, God, you know, I done messed this all up. I, you know, I don't I don't know what I'm doing, and uh, and I and I repented, and and I said, well, my my calling is all is over with. And, uh, but I hadn't read Romans 11, uh, 29. I, I'm, for the sake of time, I'm not going to read that. You can look. But it just briefly talks about that, that it's gifts and callings are without 
uh, uh, irrevocable, the Bible says. And so he, he dealt with me that, uh, that he still wanted to use my life. And I was like, what? I mean, I, I just couldn't believe. I was, I was like the, the, the prodigal son, you know. I, you know I done, I'm no, no, no longer worthy to be called your son. And I just, I just you know, hey, you know, whatever you want to do with my life, you know, hey, you know, just do it. But, I mean, I know I, I, I can't do all, and all what you have called me to do. And, 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 and you know, kind of going back a little bit, uh, when I got saved, it was, it was a pretty radical thing. And uh, and I and it seemed like it it, it was kind of ridiculous because it seemed like people would just prophesy to me all the time. You're gonna preach. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do that. And then, but the thing about it, and it's just so many times I can't even count. It was ridiculous. And I and but it was it was like depressing because I'm like God. I mean, I you know it's not gonna happen. You know I, I you know I'd have messed it up and stuff. And uh and uh. I need to read. Amen. Let's go to the scriptures here. Uh, amen. Luke uh, 15, 20. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still afar off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell upon his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I, uh, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his, to his servant, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put on the ring on his, on his hand and his sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf and, and pure to him and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and found and they began to be merry. And, and I, I would just, and, I, and it was just so, I just couldn't believe God was still wanting to, to use my life. And, and, uh, and he began to teach me stuff that I didn't know. And I said, wow, it's, it's, you know, relationships ain't is what I thought. You know, it's a lot easier. You know, it's so many scriptures in the Bible that teach us about, you know, being able to relate to one another and, and principles. And I began to say, man, this is all. And so God just really began to build me up. You know, for about a year, I found myself in El Paso, Texas, and uh, he was just building me up, and he and he was telling me that I'm I'm a you know go and and I'll, he just telling me all these things I was gonna do, and I'm just like wow, you know I you know, and then and 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 so I get back, and soon as I get home, like a few days later, get a job. I mean, at that point, I was at my low. I probably didn't mention that. I I mean, I didn't have nothing. I sold my house. I mean, uh, I'm telling you, divorce is a bad thing. And uh, I was just in, in three of them, boy, that's, that's three times bad. <laughs> Glory. And so, I, so I, I was pretty broken, but God just built me up and said, I'm, I'm going to do this. And I said, wow. And he just telling me all these great things, what he's going to do, and, you know, not going to share everything. But, but, uh, but I, I, I said, wow. And so when I get back... I'm I'm broke. I don't have any money, you know. But I got a smile on my face, and you know, God, you know, God is with me. They they like, what is, what's going on with this guy? He's broke, and he don't, you know, he's still smiling, and 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 uh, and so, and God just began to just add things to me. I got a job, and then I uh, uh, 
met my beautiful wife now, and, and he added her to me. And then, of course, uh, eventually it's awesome church and my pastor. And so and I'm like, oh, my goodness. So this is like a, it, I mean, it's, this pastor don't know how huge this is. And, and so, uh, uh, so I, you know, I have to kind of talk about that. Okay, and uh, one other thing. Uh, so, amen. So, but this also happened as I, I, I came home. Amen. Let's continue to read. <clears throat> but the, but the, uh, amen. Let's skip down to 25. Now, his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house and heard music and dancing, so he called one of his servants and asked, what do these things mean? He said to him, your brother has come in because he has received him safe and sound. Your father has killed the fatted cat, but he was angry. My goodness. And would not go in. Therefore, the father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I have never transgressed your commandments at any time, and neither yet gave me, you haven't gave me a young goat that I may make merry with my friends. But as soon as this of your son devours, his livelihood with harlots and kill you kill the fatty calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again, was lost and is found. And and one of the things that kind of blew me away, I mean, this is not in this church. But I, I, it was it was amazing to me that I come back and and uh, and I get and I'm right with God and I'm doing so good and running around grinning, seeing my relatives and stuff, and uh, and they saying, you know, uh, well, okay, he's married now. How long this one? How long this one's gonna be? This gonna last? And I'm like, why would they? And you know, well, uh, you know, well, I give them this much time and and. Uh, Amen. And uh, I, I, I was, and it dawned on me, the devil is upset. And, and, uh, and so, but God, God had already helped me, <laughs> and he kind of told me that, uh, you know, that's one of the signs that you're doing real good, people upset with you. Amen. So I didn't have any problem with that. But it just, it just this, this occasion is uh, just huge for me. Uh, God has put so much in my heart. And uh, and I just thank my pastor and, and, and my church family, and um, uh, Amen. That's all I have. <laughs> amen, Amen, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank Pastor Break for this opportunity. I don't take it lightly. It's, it's something I've um, longed for. It's something I've, I've lived for. It's something that I, I, I perceive in my spirit that God has called me to do. Um, I know it's, it's in his own time and it's in, in his own doing. Uh, my, my message today is simply, you know, just looking at my own 
my own life is simply perseverance in the faith. Perseverance in the faith. And the, the, the meaning of perseverance in the biblical understanding uh, is to persist in a state of grace with your eyes towards the end of by faith. It's, it's always by faith. I stand here by faith knowing that I'm nothing with God. I can do nothing with God. So it's just a, an honor and a privilege to stand up in the presence of the Lord and in the presence of you all. Father, this is an honor for you, um, for me here. And um, I'm going to, let's, let's go to Matthew 5, 11 to 12. It says, blessed are you when, you are in, when they insult you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil things against you, lying on your account of me. Rejoice and be glad because your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets before you. You know, I stand here, as I said, by faith. My journey hasn't been easy. It has been a tough one. It has been, you know, full of scorn by people, full of attack, full of lies. And it, it, it's, it, you know, seven years ago, I had a dramatic change in my life. I was, I was fast asleep, and the Spirit came to me in my sleep. And it was just a radical. I could feel the wind of the Spirit over me, and overing over me. And when I woke up in the morning, my thought life changed altogether. The things I, I, I was looking at was, was not, meant, started meaning nothing to me. So I, I, had, I knew that at that moment I had to do something about it. So I got up and I just moved and uh, I just cut off everybody in my life. I went and found a place just and rented a one room from somebody's house because I just wanted to be by myself. From then I started asking God, what do you want me to do? He told me, he started visiting me in my sleep. He started in, in, in visions and dreams. I could even hear his voice. So I, I started studying the Bible. I asked God only two questions. I said, Lord, if you can teach me your word, if you can teach me your word, I will know how to live righteous. I will know how to live um, holy. And it's just one thing I want to do is to, to please you. And he started teaching me. He started giving me the, the word, the, 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 the thirst of the word, you know, to understand his word. So I started studying the word of God for five years straight. I, I, you know, the only thing I could do is go to work, go to the library, and start the Word of God. That, that became my life. And I've never looked back uh, 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 on, on anything of this world. You know, let's go to, you know, let's go to Hebrews 16, 6, please. And it says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he exists. And he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. So my life has always been a constant seeking God, you know, for, for more for more revelation, for more strength, just to, 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 to move on to what God has called me to do, you know. But, you know, it, it, it's not easy. It doesn't come easy. It comes with trials. It comes with tribulations. It comes with all sorts of attack. And, you know, the enemy, the devil can use the enemy just to, to, to destroy your character, you know, to... to, to to destroy your spiritual work, to, to steal your joy in Christ. You know, it's something I've gone through and, you know, it's, it's just, you know, I just can't understand it, why people can be evil. I just can't understand. But now I know because I kept asking God, what have I done to people? 
what have I done to them? You know, that I, I deserve this attack. But the Lord gave me an answer which I can't say because it might sound, uh, you know, braggadocious in, in any way. But, you know, it's just the faith I have for the Lord, just the faith to, you know, just to, 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 to move in, in his calling. Let's go to James uh, 1, 2 to 4. My brothers, count it all joy when you are encounter various trials, knowing that the, the testing of your faith produces endurance. But let your patience have its perfect effect, that you may be mature and be complete and lacking nothing. So God will allow these trials, God will allow this testing in our lives, you know, just to, to, to find us, in, in, you know, to find us, um, to find us approved for his, for his glory. But the devil will use these trials and, 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 and testing just to make us fall from the grace of God. Uh, to disapprove us and to, uh, so that God can be, can be, you know, we can receive uh, domination in our life. Let's, let's go real quick to Romans uh, 5, 3, 5, please. And not only that, but we boast, which means we rejoice in our afflictions because we know that afflictions produce patient endurance, and, which is perseverance. And patient endurance, pro proven character, and proven character, hope, and does not disappoint because the love of God has poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given us. Amen. So it's just by faith that I stand here and, and persistence in the faith, you know. And uh, uh, my prayer is just that uh, I continue doing what God has, uh, has called me to do, to read the Bible, to study the Bible, to write books and whatever God has asked for me to start saving him, you know. That's, that's my life. Uh, let's go real quick to Second Peter 1, 5, 11, please. And for this same reason, by, the, by applying all diligence, supply with your faith excellence of character, with excellence of character, knowledge, and with knowledge, self-control, self-control, with, with self-control, patient endurance, with patient endurance, godliness. This is the outward attitude of, of living for the Lord. Uh, with, uh, with godliness, supply uh, yourself with brotherly love. This is Philadelphia. And with brotherly love, love. This is agape. This is the, the spontaneous love that, that comes from the natural impulse without effect or premeditation, something that's inborn. It's, this is the love of God, which we all should have love for each other. We, you know, we, we, we shouldn't, uh, if somebody has done something wrong with you, you have to approach them and ask, and just going around, you know, saying things which are not even true about people. You know, we should learn to, to, to love each other, to just to uphold each other. This is what, what, what God has called us to, to strengthen each other in the, in the faith. And uh, for, for, for if these things are yours and are increasing, the, this does not make you useless or unproductive in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For the one from whom these things are not present is blind, being nearsighted, having forgotten the cleansing of his former sins. Verse 10, therefore, brothers, be zealous even more to make your calling and election secure, because if you do these things, you will never stumble. 
This is where I stand by faith. I do what the word of God says. I follow diligently. I see God diligent every night, every, mo every morning, during the day, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in his word. For in this way, entrance into the internal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be richly supplied for you. So this is just, you know, my, my kind of life. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sought out. I've surrendered my life to God totally, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm seeking for what God has for me. I want to be used by God. That's my, my, that's my, my, my life. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not up to pleasing anybody. I'm not even into things of this world. I don't even do nothing. You know, I work. You know, you, you all know who I take care of. I take him wherever he wants to eat. I take him. That's what I do. When I get home, I just stay in the book. I just stay in the Bible. I write books. I write sermons. I, that's all I do. That's my life. Not what things I've said. I, I don't even care what people say anyway. Because my, I know myself. I know God, who God is. I know God knows my heart. He has seen my heart. He knows me. Where I stand, he knows me. So whatever people may say about me really doesn't matter to me. You know, I look at my Lord. You know, he's my answer. He's, he's all I need in my life. You know, let's, let's go to um, James 1.12. Blessed is the man who endures testing, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. So this is the goal for everybody of us, is to, to, to please God, to, to make sure we do what the word of God has said, and to make sure we do what, what we have called to, be, to, to do in, in life. So I just, I just praise, you know, I just want, I gave my life to God. I'm, I'm looking for God to, to, you know, to open doors for me to serve him. It's my life. I'm looking for a wife. As, as you all know, I'm single. I've been single for a long time. I've been praying for a wife for a long time. You know, it, it's something that, that, you know, I want a wife I can serve the Lord with. And, you know, it, she can be here. You know, I don't know, but, you know, you know yourself. You, can, you are here. So, you know, I've prayed about it, and God has revealed all these things to me, but I, I just don't want to say to anybody, but I know there's somebody God has showed me in this place. But all the glory to God, and God will, all, will open up whatever, whatever he wants to say. Amen. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, Go to our website at vwotexas.com.